Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there, and welcome to Databank Brawl, the podcast where we learn about Star Wars characters, discuss them, discuss our feelings about them, and then make those characters fight for our, and hopefully your, amusement. With me, as almost always, is there two fabulous guests that make up databank brawl whiskey and more importantly ken knapsack i'm honored that you put me in front of this fine whiskey today (laughs) but really we know where i stand (laughs) you stand on the shoulders of whiskey is that Standing on the shoulders of whiskey, yes. I meant that as a compliment. Yes, no. I had to reanalyze. It absolutely is right. (laughs) Excellent. So uh, if you're a first-time listener, for some reason, here on Databank Brawl, we get our information from StarWars.com Databank. So it's all fresh and accurate canon. We get to see the strange opinions that whoever's writing this copy for Lucasfilm has about the characters. Uh, and then we make those characters fight. We improvise a bizarre scenario that is full of shame and glory and sometimes alien fluids. Uh, so I hope 
that you are excited by the idea of possibly hearing about some alien fluids. Uh, Ken, <laughs> are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. I was just typing in and bringing up uh, Star Wars uh, Galaxy Maps, swgalaxymap.com, so we, just in case we need some reference, and then yeah. now alien uh, fluids are in my brain, so I don't know <laughs> Fair what's enough. going on. Fair enough. Uh, are you ready for our first combatant? I'm so ready. Our first combatant is, uh, you know, actually what I wanted to say about both of these combatants is often uh, I check on Twitter and Facebook. People send in suggestions. We got an episode coming up with suggestions. These are two characters that no one has Mm. ever requested. Oh, love it. But I wanted them on uh, because I think that they deserve the spotlight. (laughs) So our first combatant who I think deserves the spotlight is Sabe. Love it. Here is what StarWars.com databank has to say about Sabe. Sabe is the most important of Queen Amidala's royal retinue of handmaidens. During crisis situations, Sabe and Amidala switch roles. Sabe becomes a decoy disguised as the queen, while Amidala adopts a simple gown of a handmaiden and goes by her less formal name of Padme Nibiri. When in this role, Sabe and Padme secretly communicate with subtle signals as to not divulge their true identities. During the Trade Federation invasion of Naboo, Sabe posed as the queen on several occasions. So she is the main one. She's the one that we see yeah. a lot. And I believe played by Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley absolutely portrayed her, uh, one of her first big roles, um, because of her, you know, looking a lot like Natalie Portman at the time. Um, and uh, it, it's it's also the the handmaiden we see in the most action. Yeah. Because these handmaidens aren't, say, uh, Game of Thrones uh Chambermaids, uh, you know, or handmaidens to the queen. These are these are bounty. These are bodyguards. These are yeah. trained killers. There, man. These got they got <laughs> skills. This is a perfect choice. That's right. Uh, I pulled up, in fact, the uh, databank entry on the Naboo royal handmaidens themselves because okay. there was a lot of interesting stuff in that. So I'll blow through that real quick, and then we'll get into uh, what the wilds of Wikipedia have to say about Sabe. The Naboo royal handmaidens are a group of young women handpicked to aid the Queen of Naboo, so not just Padme, whoever is the Queen of Naboo. On the surface, it appears as if the handmaidens only assist with the Queen's gowns, hairstyles, and makeup. However, they are all trained in self-defense and remain vigilant against any threats to their sovereign. Hmm. In fact... During times of turmoil, a handmaiden actually poses as the queen. The the Naboo royal handmaidens have been selected for their various talents as well as for their resemblance to the queen, which is useful if a decoy is required. After being invited to join the queen's entourage, each handmaiden was trained in self-defense and marksmanship. They often carry small, concealable blasters. That last sentence was very important to me, (laughs) given that this is databank brawl and not databank buddies. Databank friends. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. This is, I mean, Sabe... Uh, it really set the tone for what the handmaidens were, and I, I bought into it. I bought, I like, I like the idea. And again, it's one of the things that when I go back to uh, the Phantom Menace and some things to like about it, I think uh, Amidala is a very strong character, yeah. uh, and to make some great decisions for her people and for herself, and it's important. And I think just as much on a lower degree, for sure, but just as much as is Sabe and the Handmaidens there, and Sofia Coppola one yeah. one as well, who just won a, the director award at, at Cannes uh, Film Festival. Um, I, uh, I I I love it. I, I it, it 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 makes sense that the uh, the Queen would have her own kind of group of uh, protectors and bodyguards and, and assistants. I love it. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. So what does uh what does Wikipedia have to say? Do you got a quote? Do you got some physical stats for Sabe? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, stats, uh, yeah, human species, female, uh, 1.65 meters, hair color brown, eye color brown, skin color light British tones, as uh, you might want to say. <laughs> and, uh, and that's not all across the board, but she's very British. Kira Knightley is very British. <laughs> um, homeworld is Naboo, and the quote is, Viceroy, your occupation here is ended. Which is just interesting because it they do such a good job in the movie of, uh, of making you know her job as decoy yeah. that even I to this day sometimes I mean I can tell Kira Knightley and Natalie Portman apart especially now yeah but even some of the action sequences and scenes it's like which one's which I would have been boss ass <laughs> Usa isn't you sir <laughs> yeah uh, that's that's really cool because I would not have remembered that that's her line yeah I've seen this movie a million times I like it more than most humans yeah. on the planet. And I still don't remember all of the exact moments of switcheroo off the top of my head. Right. I don't either. And I'm looking at a shot they have the, during the, the battle on Naboo. 
it's uh, it's clearly Sabe, Keira Knightley in action, shooting a blaster and leading the troops into 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 battle. So yeah, yeah, uh, you know she was there. She was in the heat, man. Yeah, and it's fun to think of her having to practice not only looking like uh, the real Padme, but getting her flat intonation as queen. Yeah, Viceroy. <laughs> <laughs> we are brave, Your Highness. Yes, yes, nice. Uh, and uh, I think the the thing to me that I like about The Handmaidens is this is one of those examples of, hey, even if you don't like the prequels at all, even if you don't think anything was executed well, this is a neat idea to dig into mm-hmm. that basically a society that is mostly nonviolent, yeah. like Naboo, yeah. would say, you know, they didn't have an army, as we know, because they said, we don't have an we army. We don't have an army. Uh, volunteers. That, <laughs> volunteers. That they would say, how what? You know, we could take all of these roles. We need the queen needs someone to help her with her hair, with her elaborate traditional gowns. Need somebody to sometimes kill people, sometimes step in front of a blaster shot, sometimes just you know do press conferences when the right. queen doesn't right, want right, to. Right, right, right. We need somebody to do all these things instead of hiring one person. Let's just hire a bunch of trained killers, killers. to do it right. all. That's right. a cool idea, even if you think the prequels suck. Right. Uh, so, are you ready for our next combatant? I am. All right. Our next combatant is not as cool and honorable as Sabe. Oh. So it'll be interesting to see if we follow our normal patterns of going for the underdog. The combatant is the gloriously named Lock Durd. <laughs> Here's what StarWars.com databank has to say about Lock Durd. Lock Durd was an obese Nemodian general in the army of the Confederacy of Independent Systems, a flamboyant and heartless weapons developer. Some say if Lock Durd could make half the noise on the battlefield that he does in the war room, then the Separatists would have won the war. <laughs> Durd longed to impress Count Dooku with his battlefield inventions. The Nemodian general unleashed the Defoliator, on the planet Meridan during the Clone Wars. So this guy, I've had my eye on this ever for a long Th- time. This is right up your alley. Yeah, coming. Oh God, he's, he's databank yeah. for all sweet spot. The dumbest name you could think of. Yes, like somebody could bring you eighteen dumb names, and you could go no dumber, <laughs> dumber. and then also make him comically <laughs> ugly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> locked dirt. Um, to, you know, I think people are more familiar with what Sabe looks like from Phantom Menace. Uh, how do we best describe locked dirt, man? I mean, uh, locked dirt. I mean, he's, he looks like his name sounds. Uh, yeah. yeah so obviously the Nemodians were already sort of weird and yeah, fishy, big eyes, you know, look like a Duros was left out in the sun. Uh, and at some point, those species were interconnected, and I think right. they might still be in canon. But like, yeah, he just looks like um, he looks like all the Nemodians we know and love just let himself go. Yeah, yeah, he 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 is if if Newt Gunray just got depressed and kept eating. <laughs> yes, very very good. He's got a big double chin, big bulbous, almost frog like. Uh, he wears like a high, almost priest like hat. Yep, uh, purple robes, poof, poofy green things on his uh, uh, his arms. Uh, it's almost like he's in a muumuu. He almost looks like Homer Simpson in the episode where he becomes three hundred pounds, and he's got like some Doc Martens on. <laughs> does, does he really? Yeah. <laughs> at least in this long shot I'm looking at here, it's a better name than Locked Dirt, Doc uh, Martens. And uh, some basic stats on him here in the Modi, and as he said, males. We said uh, height two point. 11 meters. Okay. So he's that got a, that's, that's, tall. that's tall. He's Is got that a, with his hat? It's, he's, <laughs> he's got an advantage over Sabe. Eye okay. color yellow, skin color gray. Okay, okay. And now, do you remember, Ken, the mm-hmm. arc? It might. I think it's an arc. It might just be one episode that he was in, in the whole defoliator business. I do, I do. I, I remember it not in great detail, but now that, you know, the moment, his name doesn't, doesn't jump at me, but the moment I look at the picture, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, they really, I think he seems like uh, George Lucas likes criticizing, I think, greed and opulence yes. and corruption. And it seems like he is a criticism of those things, that he's really seeing the war as an opportunity to make cool, horrific weapons and make right. money and get praise and all that. And I believe the defoliator is this uh, bomb that just eradicates organic material as mm-hmm. it goes. Mm-hmm. So it's an incredibly vicious, horrific thing with an incredibly stupid name. <laughs> the defoliator <laughs> sounds like a skincare product for Nemodians. It does. It does. Now, he factors in. He's uh, in Catalyst. 
Oh, right. By whether it's just name only or not, he is part of Orson Krennic's uh, plan to ch- prisoner exchange oh. and get Galen and uh, Lyra and the baby Jen Erso out from the, the home planet vault uh, okay. uh, where Jen was born. So, you know, he runs deep, man. Yeah, Lock Dirt. He's yeah. always there. <laughs> you try to get away from Lock Dirt and you just can't. Uh, how do you feel emotionally as you look at Lock Dirt, as you think about Lock Dirt? I feel, you know, sometimes some of the best emotions are laughter. And I feel a lot of laughter you looking feel at a Lock lot of laughter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he goes into this fight not as a favorite, but we've seen before. Yeah. Favorites don't always win. Yeah, we have no idea. The story will take us where it needs to go. And with that, let's fight. Now, Ed. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. As always, we decide where this fight is happening and kind of whenish these characters exist in generally the same yeah. timeline. Yeah, they do. They do. They do. I was I was trying to get maybe maybe fancy and putting them on this planet. Um, uh, I'd say it. It's V A L L T, which is I say vault. Vault. That seems right. Yeah, to me. yeah. Which vault. is again Jen Urso's birth planet. It's kind of got. A little bit of a uh, Maigito, uh, Alderaan type of vibe, if I'm remembering correctly. Mountains, snow, some okay. of that stuff, right? Right? I could check. I, I should do some. I, 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 but I'm not. I, I'm open to your suggestion. No, I like that. I like that. Vault is so, yes, it's a... Cold world, half the planet covered in glacial ice. Yes, and they're locked in their little, uh, not study chambers, yeah. uh, like scientific compound, right? Right. And then right, when you right. go out, it's it's Hothtown, right? It's, it's cold. Hothtown. It's Hothtown. <laughs> Get it, baby? It's Hothtown. <laughs> Your tauntaun's going to freeze, and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, yeah, let's go to Vault. Okay. Uh, 
let's go there in the, uh, I think the time before the Clone Wars. Do you want to be before yes. the Clone Wars? Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, before the Clone Wars uh, break out. Yeah, but maybe uh, once uh, Padme's a senator. Padme's a senator, uh, so Sabe's maybe stepped down from her position. Yeah, because uh, Padme still clearly has handmaidens. Right. Uh, because, of of course, yeah, Corday die, dies at the beginning of Attack the Clones. Correct. Very sad, very sad. Uh, but maybe Sabe is like, you know what? It's time for me to move on. Yeah, yeah. I did my time. Maybe she's seeing the galaxy, traveling along. Right. She's learned so much because, you know, if you have to impersonate a queen, you have to know what you're talking about. You can't just be like, I have no comment, (laughs) Viceroy. (laughs) You're a dignitary yourself. (laughs) Yeah. So she is worldly, but she maybe hasn't got to see... Right, worldly, worldly. She's galactically, <laughs> galactically. Uh, so she gets, she wants to go see the the <laughs> galaxy. And what is on Vault for her to see? I think she is. Um, I think she's going to go on a like hiking ad- adventure. Oh, like she's she's not backpacking through Europe. She's traveling the galaxy, but she's, I'm going to stop on this planet for a while, and uh, I'm going to. It's it's got got the snow. It's got kind of the glacier side, but you can go on like uh, little trips, expeditions. You know, maybe she's going to she's going to recenter herself. I like this a lot because her whole identity has been about being someone else and always kind of being in a crowd. Right. So right. she just wants to be alone and be who she is. Who is the real Sabe? Who is Sabe? I'll find out on a mountain on vault. <laughs> All right. So she goes there. Yeah. And now, uh, Ken, is this a travel pack kind of thing? Does she sign up for it? Or does she just land at a scientific institute and then just go walking into the snow I, all by herself? I think... Here's what I think's happened. I think she responded to an ad. Oh. In the space paper. Oh, um, oh I like this. I that think was I know like, where you're going. come see the wonders of, of Vault. Scenic Vault. Scenic Vault. Um, she takes a Star Tours out there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> she goes out there. And, uh, it's a bumpy ride, but they get bumpy there. Bumpy ride, they get there. Uh, this is my first time flying, happens all the stuff, because Rex is still piloting yeah. this version. Um, and then uh, Lance only discovered that uh, Locke Durd, in a proof of his early kind of shenanigans brain, before he gets too involved in the Clone Wars mess, is running a sham, it's a sham uh, travel package. Yeah, and I yeah. like this. I think yeah. he normally just does it for money. Right. Just for money, because he takes the money, and then it's very arduous, so most people just die up there. Right. It's just, the vault is lousy with skeletons of every kind. <laughs> like, it's, it's an archaeologist's dream <laughs> right. slash nightmare. Right, Dr. Afro would love it. Yeah. Dr. Afro would love it. So he just takes their money, and they die. Right. And then he doesn't, you know, no one, no one can complain. As they say in our real world, you can't write a bad Yelp review when you're dead. <laughs> uh, but this time, yeah, a young woman lands... Who looks exactly like Padme Nabiri. Yeah. The former queen, the current senator, that Nemodians want dead more than anything. Oh, yeah. So as soon as Lockdurd sees her, he realizes, I, I could kill her and convince other Nemodians, oh, yeah. or maybe even Dooku, this rising figure in right. the bubbling politics, that that is... Queen Amidala, yeah. Senator Amidala, I could make so much money. Yeah, he could rise corpse. in the ranks. Yeah. 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 So I think that's mm-hmm. his plan. Now, okay. does um does he just see her from afar and stalk her in the snow, or does he go for her right there when she lands? I think he decides he's gonna play play it cool, play it normal. She stays <laughs> uh, stays the night, she has a has a has a drink, some jet juice, whatever they're serving at the little tiny space uh, yeah. science bar there. Yeah, some uh, Java cider. Java cider. It's not the best facility, but um then I believe uh, the next morning they start out early and they start out on their journey. And he's, as a kind of a guide, uh, is going to go for part of the journey. Yeah. So and I think, I yeah. think it's some way, halfway up a, a trail, things start to turn. Yeah. So I think uh, there's also two other figures with Lockdurd. Okay. Uh, they are bundled up. Now, like, Sabe knows her stuff, and she's bundled up. She's got a, a, the cool furry hood that right. is standard cold weather wear and Star Wars. Uh, she's got a, a nice outfit with some, like, bright patches on it, so right. it's kind of regal and cool, and she can be seen in the snow, so she looks cool. Um, but these other two figures are massively bundled, like, comically. Like, if they <laughs> fall over, they're not going to be able to get up. Yeah, and she's wondering who or what is in there. Okay. 
And at, uh, she gets about halfway up the mountain. And I think Lockdurt. I can't remember how he sounds I can't on either. the Clone Wars, but I bet we can guess. <laughs> I think he sounds probably like a, uh, a, a Nemodian who, <laughs> who has some issues. There's a file I could play, but uh, maybe we don't. Do, do you want to play it? Uh, let's see what this Yeah, works. let's see what happens. Oh, you. That's George it's, Takei. It's George Takei. Is that him? Is yeah, Lock George Dirt? Takei plays Lock Dirt. Oh, that's a, I'm glad we played that. Yeah, because yeah. that's really important to know. <laughs> so he. So Lock Dirt. Yes. He, oh, my. Sabe. Okay. okay. Okay, great. So uh, I think they're, they're getting up the mountain. Right. They're not going very fast because no. Lock Dirt is. He's. Oh, my. <laughs> I can't get up this hill. Slow down. Uh, so this is, this is becoming an annoyance to Sabe, right? Yes. So I think at this point she just turns and says, tour guide, I will give you more credits if you allow me to just go on my own. I'm quite yes. capable to go up by myself. I'm done with you. Mm-hmm. And Lockdard says, no, 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 I must come with you. That's part of the deal. You can't get your deposit back. <laughs> I think I'll be continuing on with you. So she trunches on for a little bit. Um, but he falls. He's, he's, he's not keeping up well. Yeah, yeah. Can we stop for a snack? <laughs> yeah, so he, he starts to get out some treats. And she is like, no, I'm sorry. I must go. Yeah. Right. And that's when she hears from the two figures, Lock Dirt says, no, do it now. She oh. hears from the two figures, a muffled, <laughs> and underneath those figures, they begin to tear away <laughs> at their clothing. The there are two B1 battle droids. Oh, Lock Dirt does not go anywhere without his roger, battle droids. Roger, roger. He knows his place. He is right. a commander. He is not a right. Nemodian of action, although he might have to be today <laughs> here on Databank Brawl. So she realizes, like, uh, we might laugh at the battle droids, but they are a terror right. to Sabe. Right. So how does she react? Well, I think she immediately starts to spring into action, but she doesn't want to reveal exactly... Who she is right now that that could be that could be bad if she if, if she shows her all her cards right so I think she tries to find cover uh, behind some rocks you know I'm not I know there's not a lot of trees here on this trail but it's not like you're hiking to Vernal Falls in Yosemite but um, she tries to find and the battle droids are just blasting okay so she yeah. just dives for it she yeah. goes like uh, behind a, a, yeah. a rock yeah she's got to she's got to kind of take stock of the situation too right. Yeah. yeah, she analyzes. Okay, yeah. so she uh, dies behind the rock, and Lockdurd now has right. revealed the full terror. He clearly, we uh, know uh, from uh, that uh, clip, uh, he uh, refers to himself yeah. as a third person, like oh. all assholes do. Yeah, so I think he is. Lockdurd. Uh, Lockdurd is here to enact revenge for what you and your queen did to my people. Lockdurd. He ends every sentence by just saying his own name again. He's so proud of himself. Lockdurd. <laughs> okay, and Sabe... Oh <laughs> Sabe, I think she does a quick uh, assessment of what all is hidden on her person. Yeah, she knows that she's got plenty of weaponry, but she's going to try to figure this out the uh, the practical way first. Yeah. So I think she balls up a big snowball and she gets some ice in the middle of it, <laughs> and she thinks maybe if what? I hurt Lock Dirt, right, the droids will stop firing, and he's an easy target, right? So okay. I think she balls up. And this Big is from my childhood in Minnesota. This oh, is, you know this. This is one of those things that children would do early to learn empathy. They would think, it's real funny to make a snowball with a big chunk of actual <laughs> ice in the middle. And then they would cut another kid. <laughs> and they would see the blood and go, oh, humanity matters. So uh, she's gone through this. So, right. so she puts a big chunk of ice in there. And she wails it at Lockter. She hits him in his big Lockterd head. Oh. And that ice cuts a Gash in his head. You've hit Lock Dirt. <laughs> oh, oh no! Hit, seriously, oh my! It knocks his hat off. Oh my! His hat yeah, is gone. Off. Oh, yeah. and what his head underneath? What what does his head look like? It's bulbous. It looks like <laughs> it looks like uh, 
one of those frogs you see in National Geographic that you're not sure are abominations or not. Just, it's not good. His head looks like two yeah. frogs making love. That's yes, what you're saying. It does. Yes, yes. it does. All right. It um, does. So, uh, all right. So it's upsetting and it's bloody. Alien fluid. There you go. Uh, just alien like I fluid, just like you promised. We just deliver. Like I promised. We deliver here at Databank, bro. Okay. So now Lock Dirt, yeah. I think, says, uh, get her. Right? Get her. Get her. Locked her. Roger, roger. Roger, roger. roger. And they start marching forward. Yeah. Uh, and they, they're, they're shedding their, their tattered now. The, one of them still has a scarf on. <laughs> so yeah. it, it looks like he's going to be singing Baby It's Cold Outside any second, right? Baby It's Cold Outside. Okay, yeah. so she realizes I can hurt uh, flesh uh, with ice. Yes. But I need something else against the battle droid. So, right. and, and she needs to disarm them. So what does she, does she use her... Uh, her mental skills? Does she use her acrobatics? Does she use a concealed blaster? What does she do, Ken? She doesn't... She has a blaster. She does. I think I think that's there. But you're right. She wants to... She also knows she's smarter enough to know in this climate, this this where she's at, if a, mis, a misplaced blaster shot could cause an avalanche, mm. could cause a lot of problems. So she doesn't necessarily want to get into a firefight with these guys. She might trust herself... She's not sure what they're going to do. Right, so she needs them to stop blasting. They That's could hit, priority number yeah, one. Yeah, they could hit the part of the glaciers above her, and she could die. They're all yeah, dead. Yeah, yeah, squeezing that. So what she does try to do, she one of them still, still got this scarf on. So if she makes a move, <laughs> she dives towards one of them. She, she does a kind of a distraction. She takes, a, takes one of the ice snowballs, and like she does throw it at the one on the right. But the one on the left has the scarf. Okay. So the one on the right, like just fires at it. Yeah. So she throws a snowball. Ah, I've been hit by a snow projectile. <laughs> and while the other one's like, "Don't be Sally. You can't be hurt by that," um, which is actual Clone War dialogue, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, she does like a leap, a tumble, and a roll type of thing. Nice. All three. All three ends up grabs the scarf of the battle droid and flings him around. Gets a lot of momentum, like Wicket with the in Return of the Jedi with a with a slingshot. Yeah. Ah, is the battle droids often say boom and throws him up against the side of the wall. Uh, uh, the wall, the glacier, the glacier, the glacier oh, okay, the, wall, the big yeah, overhanging. Yeah, the big, okay, yeah. so she she rams him into the gla- glacier, yeah. uh, and I think uh, his blaster goes off. <laughs> Yeah, and I think he hits Lockdart. He hits Lockdart. Yeah, it's a grazing wound across Ugh. his shoulder. Like, oh my! Lockdart is still processing his yes. head wound, and now you've, he's got a shoulder wound. You've hit Lockdart's <laughs> shoulder. <laughs> I've been hit twice, yeah. Lockdart. And uh, th- now, now she's she. That was a deft move. It was a great move. Yeah. Uh, so she continues with her assault on this battle droid. She grabs the scarf and she wraps it around. The battle droid's eyes. And the battle droid, of course, narrates what is happening. My eyes! I can't see! I can't see! There's a scarf on my eyes! <laughs> I mean, we should have written for the Clone Wars. <laughs> At least season one. Yes. In yes. the first half of season two. Yeah. A lot, lot of narration by <laughs> battle droids. But this now, now she's in a dangerous position. Right. Because the other battle droid is trying to decide whether to fire on... Her and this battle droid. They're in a vulnerable place. They're right under the glacier. So they hit that. So that battle droid is making those calculations. Might hit its friend. Might hit its target. Might hit the glacier. Right. Right. Is this a smart battle droid? No, it's a battle droid. So (laughs) he goes, stand still. I'm trying to shoot. And... Blast takes a blast. Boom! It hits as we would have predicted, the top of this part, the part part of this glacier wall. Okay, you know, yeah. Okay, um, and um, there's a rumble and a cracking. Mm-hmm. Lockdard yells, "Oh my! What have you done? Lockdard can't run down the hill fast." <laughs> and you see this crack. Yeah, it's going up the glacier. Okay. And I think this is what Sabe does, is she is so well-trained in analyzing situations that she realizes that she can uh, kill two birds with one stone, so to speak. Right. She launches toward the battle droid. Mm -hmm. The battle droid thinks that she's coming for him, but it was a feint. Oh, nice. So the battle droid goes, ah, again, (laughs) and fires wild. And she jumps into Lockdard. Right. Now, she hits him so hard. She hits him toward the top. So right. he's top-heavy. And basically, she turns him into a Nemodian slide <laughs> to escape the avalanche. Avalanche. 
uh, or Avalanche. Avalanche. I if think there was a French. I think there was a Roxy Music song <laughs> for sure. Avalanche. Avalanche. That's the real secret to speaking French. <laughs> a little bit of whiskey. So she so is she's gonna ride Lockder to safety, like her safety at least. Yeah, like Indiana Jones. Once that uh, raft hits the water, yeah, or slides out. Okay. Yeah, so she jumps, wow. and she is... I love it. Lockdard's big. What there's, are you doing? There's blood yeah. pouring out of him, so that's making it a yeah. really nice contact with the snow, making him move, move fast. fast. And, and up up the hill, the glacier kind of cracks and falls, crushing both battle droids, Yeah, right? I think there, it's like the shot of the battle droids exploding in Phantom Menace, that other battle droid is running for it. Yeah. I can escape the snow. <laughs> Whoa. Dead. Yeah, destroyed, trampled. Maybe one day you'll be reborn as reborn as bones. <laughs> reborn as bones. Reboned. Reboned as borns. Uh, yeah, so she is riding him. Right. Right. And he's not happy about this, is he? What does he say? He's like, well, I am not a snow sled. What are you doing to lock dirt? I am a high-ranking Nemodian. And I think Sabe has been taught to play it cool, but she's discovering herself. And she's discovering that she has put herself second, pretended to put herself first. She's right. held on to her emotions. She hates the Nemodians for what they did mm-hmm. to Naboo. And as Seal Bibble tells us very clearly in Attack of the Clones, right. they got away with it. Right. They're still getting away with it. They still have a seat in yeah. the Senate. And I think a little bit of her fury comes out. And I think she's as she's riding him, she just punches him in the face a bunch. And they're going down the hill at fast rate of speed, it's right? Real fast. And I think she's letting her fury. She's got like get James the, Bond skills, man. Yeah, she's letting her, <laughs> California girls is playing yeah. like in a view yeah. to a kill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she is letting her anger get the this best of her. Roger Moore tribute <laughs> episode, isn't really it? Is. <laughs> and uh, now it's getting dangerous because she, in her punching, she veered. Away from where they started out at the yeah. Scientific Institute. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she is heading toward the unknown, sailing on an Emodian. Yeah. Toward danger. Yeah. What happens next? Um, I think they go for a while. They're up down the hill, up down the hill. It's like, a, it's like the snowmobile scene in Die Hard 2 in the snow or <laughs> oh, yeah. in Help where the Beatles are singing. Um, take it to ride. Um, so she goes for a while. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> she's got a ticket to ride. You've oh got my. a ticket to ride, long dead. Um, I think she goes for a while, but she knows she she sees an out like a little. There's like some caves at the bottom of this hill. Oh, there seems like always a safe place in Star Wars. Yeah, you're right. And there might be a little tent or a structure. She doesn't know. She's it's moving fast, so she knows she's gonna head. Okay, there. she's gonna take him to the cave. Yeah, she's gonna ride. Okay, so they go sailing Sluts down that, that direction. Yeah, yeah. All right. And they go uh, crashing into this cave. Mm-hmm. And they both, uh, they both stop. Lock Dirt is cut up. He is beat up. She's a little cut. She's a little bruised. Right. And, uh, and I think she gets up. Mm-hmm. And uh, as she's getting up, he grabs her leg. Right. Uh, he can't get up yet, but he grabs her leg. And, you know, she's fast. She's smart. But she mm-hmm. is small. Yeah. So he, pull, he whips her leg out from under her, and she cracks her head. Oh, yeah. On the hard icy ice, cave, yeah, yeah. hard ice cave, yeah. she is seeing uh, not birds, but those little force owls. Yes, those yes. little force owls are yeah. <laughs> like a cartoon. The convors, the convors spinning around. The convors are spinning around her head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she is naming the birds that yeah. she saw at the lake <laughs> on Naboo. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So she's dazed. Yeah, and this is really bringing her to her senses that she either needs to. This is. Uh, not fight or flight. This is killer flight. Yeah. So yeah, I think she be, is yeah. making the decision. Like I think I can easily get away from this guy. Right. He's going to come for me again. I, N- Naboo is a place of peace, but I'm not on Naboo. Do I end yeah. him or do, do I get away? I think I. I think she knows there's no. She knows she can outrun him, but she, there's nothing else for a while here. This is a this is a problem, you know. Yeah. So she might have. To and how much it. of the world does he control with she, his greedy yeah. little paw? I mean, she doesn't know what's in that cave or what's going on there. So she she and he she's dazed. She stands up. I, I think she goes to this little tent like structure that's in front of the cave and sees in there that there's a bunch of equipment, some oh. uh, scopes, and some you know. Radar detecting type, oh. like a lot of little things in this cave. 
So she crawls in there and starts looking for anything. Is it inside the cave? Yeah, inside the well, it's inside the cave. It's like in the front of the cave. In the front it's of like the cave. Okay. Tent. All right. Now I will say this: one of the first things she does is reach for her little hand blaster, and it's gone. <gasps> it came out in the back. Came out sliding down at some point. Yeah, buried with yeah. those B one battle droids. B one battle droids. So she reaches and she grabs some sort of scope. Type of thing. It's like a, it's like a, it's a little device, almost like a Star Trek uh, type of handheld kind of okay, decoder, like a tricorder, type, tricorder, thing? decoder, tricorder, <laughs> decoder, bicorder. The tricorder is. The tri- I'll tell you to buy Ovaltine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's big. It's thick. It's it, it's a uh, phrasing. Um, so <laughs> she jumps out and she just. Starts wailing on Lockdard. Okay, so this is not to see. This is a this is a beautiful analogy. Yeah, a scope is designed to allow you to see what's in the distance to make plans, and she's mm-hmm. using it just to beat an asshole. Yeah, savagely. Okay. Sometimes you got to do that savagely. So, so she is whacking Lockdard. Now, yeah. I think this is a good point to pause in our narrative. Yeah, and decide who we think would win in straight physical combat. Who we think. Should win. Who do we want to win? What are your feelings? Straight physical combat. Sabe's got this. Sabe's even got even it. dazed and, and and where she's at right now, she's got this. Lockdard, if he was to get up and get on his feet and get some momentum behind it, he might be okay. But I just don't see that's going to happen. He's a pummeler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's you know at the same time, I don't know if Sabe, despite all of her training, can has it in her to brutally murder another creature. At this point, she might be doing this to incapacitate i agree i agree um i agree with all your assessments she's right. absolutely the physical champion lock dirt is certainly physically our underdog and our underdogs often win here on yeah. databank brawl but Sabe's just she has the she's, physical edge yeah and she has the moral edge yeah so uh, i'm going to share some ideas of what i think happens okay. and, and I, I want your your feedback your i'm input. listening Okay. Lock Dirt is listening. <laughs> I think Lock Dirt is talking about how much pain he's in. If you yes. if you would yeah. do that. Oh my, this my head is hurting. <laughs> Lock Dirt is in a lot of pain. Lock okay. Dirt. So she's she's whacking him and it is disturbing her how even and uh, uh, temperate his voice is as he's right. describing the right. pain. So I think she whacks him for a while. She puts the scope to under his chins gets right. right down there. She can feel the crunch oh, of yeah. his trachea, his Nemodian oh. trachea. Uh, and she's like, I could end you. Yeah. But we as a people, the Nubian people, right. are better than this. We're peaceful. So I am going to walk away from this. And if you come after me, I will end you. Right. I am Sabe. Right. Uh, she's just sick of hearing his name, so she wanted to say her own. Her name, yeah, yeah. So I think she does turn and leave. Yeah. And I think just as she's uh, exiting the cave, she hears a growl. Ooh, in the cave, huh? Yeah. Okay. And something emerges from the darkness. Yeah. It is a wampa. A wampa's in that cave. There's a wampa on this cave. Maybe it traveled here from Hoth. Maybe maybe there are Wampas other places. Yeah, yeah. We assume they're only only on Hoth. That's incorrect. But but we have our own canon here on Databank Crawl. Okay, okay. Maybe someday we'll tell the story of how this Wampa got there. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) And the Wampa comes out Mm -hmm. and uh, grabs Lockdurd. Right. And pulls him into the darkness. Oh, no. What? Do you think anything more happens? Um, I... I don't know. I mean, Lockdard's screaming. There's a lot of pain. I mean, he's confused. No, no. Who is this? Um, but I don't know. Is Sabe, is Sabe willing to leave him there? Mm. Or is she willing to, you know, would she have it in her to just walk away, say, this is the distraction I needed? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And she's probably also wanting to figure out the mystery. Yeah. Whose tent is this? If there's a monster in this cave. Yeah. What's his equipment about? Yeah. Who was here? Yeah. What's going on? Right. Right. So I think she goes back in to the cave. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think she goes into the cave. Yeah. Yeah. So she goes in. Yeah. She's, oh, it's very disturbing. There's just, there's crunching sounds. There's alien fluid <laughs> sounds. It's very, it's very disturbing. But she, uh, she grabbed a, a light. Right. Uh, from, from the equipment. Right. Uh, and she lights it up, Boom. and the she, wampa 
Yeah, go for it. Wampas don't react to light well. No. You know, they, 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 Hoth was bright at times, but, you know, they used, they, they traveled under the cover of snow flurries. You know yeah. what I mean? Now, you don't see a lot of Wampas just walking the plains on Hoth. Yeah. Um, unless they're attacking rebel bases and deleted scenes. <laughs> um, but, anyways, the light catches them off guard. Yeah. And he immediately hears a thud. He drops Lock, Lock Dirt. He drops Lock Dirt. Yeah. Uh, and she sees another figure mm-hmm. in the darkness. Yeah. It is a, a scientist. Yes. Who was studying the behavior of wampas. Right. right. Seeing if they could train wampas. Yeah. To, to use, uh, to use, I mean, are they, are they, how sentient are they? Are they like yeah. Moroff? Are they like yeah. Wookiees? Can uh, you train them to right. fight? Right. But it didn't go well. No. And the scientist is hanging upside down. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. Just hanging down from, uh, her feet. Her feet. Yeah. Yeah. And so Sabe is grabbing Lockdurd. It's about to get out of the cave. Uh-huh. The Womp is going deep into the deep recesses of the cave. Um, and that's when she hears this voice. Help me. Help me, please. Sabe's like, oh, I got to Yeah. Gotta help someone else. I think the voice actually says, yeah. help me, Sabe. You're my only hope. Yes. And they know the name Sabe. Yes. Because Sabe yelled it. Yes. A danger, tactically, of yelling your own yeah. name. And I think Sabe turns around. Lockdurd's like, don't leave leave whoever that person is. <laughs> the monster will eat her. <laughs> um, she goes and, and looks at this person hanging upside down and yeah. is like, how do I get you out? Who are you? What are you doing here? The person says, well, I was studying the Wampus to see if they could be trained and used as a resource here in Vault. Uh, my name's Lyra Ursa. Oh, uh, uh, my husband's doing research on the other side of the planet. Uh, this is what I do, and I need your help. I must get out of here. Amazing. So Sabe yeah. thinks I know what to do. I saw some. Uh, I saw some like heating equipment. Some mm-hmm. like uh, like a torch, a Star mm-hmm. Wars torch, a flamethrower. Right. And she says, "I'll go get that." But first, she um, punches Lockdurd in the face one more time. <laughs> She feels like, if I put all my strength in this, I can just knock him out so he can shut up. And he's like, oh, my. He's he's done. He's out. Yeah. Uh, And the Wampa is uh, confused at this point. Right. Doesn't really know what's going on. He's probably growling. Angry, angry. So uh, Sabe runs out. She Mm -hmm. gets the flame device. Mm -hmm. She uh, uh, basically flames at the Wampa. And the Wampa scuttles into darkness. How deep is this cave? And she frees Lyra. Or so. That's right. Right. Love it. And they walk away. They walk away. They limp away together. Right. The prequels coming together. Right. In an unseen, beautiful way. We just didn't think it would ever come f- together like this. It's beautiful. Lockdurd, Lyra Urso, and Sabe all in the same cave <laughs> with the Wampa. Yes. And do they drag Lockdurd out or do they leave him? I think. They pull him out. Okay. But they get him to the tent. And Sabe just says, leave him. Leave, leave him. And so there's a communication device in there. Okay. Lyra and Sabe go back to one of the science tents. Galen's doing some work there. He's almost just like, Lyra, Lyra, where have you been? <laughs> For the last six months. I don't, I've been so busy researching. I'm a very inattentive husband. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing, Lyra. Uh, where have you been? Why is there no blue milk around in the kitchen? <laughs> He's just one of the scientist types, you know? Um, so they they thank each other and everything. But but Locke Dirt gets off the planet. He's like, I will never, ever come to that planet again. I never, ever want. He's done. He's, He's done. shut down his operations, and he leaves. He'll never return there again until Orson Krennic uses him <laughs> as bait to get out the Ursos. So really, the moral of this story is the power of Krennic. Lock Dirt survives, but as always on Data Brink Ball, he is full of the scars of shame. Yeah. And Sabe goes on about yeah. her adventures. <laughs> Another fine adventure. Man, that was fun to tie uh, various elements of the actual yeah. prequels with the kind of prequel, Rogue One, <laughs> all together. We learned more about Lom- Wampas. Wampas. Mm-hmm. We learned a lot about Wampas, and we learned even more about Sabe and her skills. Uh, so, Ken, 
Mm-hmm. As always, we want to know what other people uh, want to see here on Databank Brawl. We want to know where uh, you want to see the fights go. So you can tweet us. You can use the hashtag Databank Brawl. You can let us know specific mashups, but we uh, really, really like to know if there's a specific character you want to see fight, and then we can go crazy with the matchup. Ken, where can people find you? You can find me at Ken Napsuck and on the Anchor Station Daily Thrones from talking Game of Thrones. Excellent. And uh, you guys uh, can find Force Center in many different places. You can find us on Patreon. We're at uh, patreon.com slash Force Center. And we are working towards a new goal of new theme music for all of our shows. Right now our theme music is generic, so someday you might see it on a deodorant commercial. (laughs) So uh, we want some new, unique theme music. We're building to that goal. Uh, All of our listeners have been incredibly generous so far, so please do check that out. We're also building to 200 reviews ratings and reviews on iTunes. When we get to 200, we'll do another special databank brawl that features some major characters. I already have the match set up and ready to go. I'm so excited about it. Uh, You can also find me on Anchor. I have a show called, a station called Headcanon, where I talk about all things pop culture and ask people and myself and you, the audience, weird questions about pop culture. So check that out on Anchor. You can also find me on all the social medias at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can like Force Center on Facebook and follow us on Twitter as at Force Center pod. And until next time, as Luke Skywalker once said while no one was really listening to him, I care. That's it for Databank Brawl. deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.